Mac Football Pod. Caleb, I don't know if you saw the news, but Hollywood is going to make us, you know, think that Chris Pratt and Charlie Day are brothers. And I'm not into that. I'm not into that. I don't think that they'd be like, I don't think they could act their way into plumbing, let alone being Italian. I mean, Charlie Day pulls off a pretty good, you know, negligibly bad plumber slash janitor person. So I can see that, that part of it. Um, when somebody messaged me, this is Thursday evening, and was like, did you see Chris Pratt's movie Mario in a movie about Mario? And I'm like, oh, I thought they were joking. Like, I didn't take that. I thought that was a joke. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't. <laughs> not. I don't know, man. It's, it just, I don't see it. I just don't see it. I would have rather have seen uh, like Tim Robinson and Sam Richardson as Mario and Luigi. But I could see, I could see Chris Pratt being a Wario, but I wouldn't want him to be my Wario. I don't even know who is it. Who is the Wario in this? There's Danny DeVito. <laughs> well, he's not. In, I know he's not in that. I know it's not Danny DeVito. Dan- I would definitely remember. Oh, Danny DeVito is Wario. I would remember that detail. Hold on, let me find this tweet. Let's see. Jack Black is Jack Buck. Black is Bowser. Bowser. That's that works. <laughs> that works. Can't you see? Keegan Michael Key is Toad. Thoughts. <laughs> Seth Rogen and Fred Armiston as Donkey Kong and Cranky Kong. Mm. Caleb, if you had your choice, though, who would be your Wario? Wario, Danny DeVito. <laughs> Uh, if you had to pick some, pick a Mac head coach, who would be your Wario? Can it be a former Mac head coach? No, you can't. No, you can't pick Terry Bowden. I was absolutely going to pick Terry Bowden. Yeah, I know you can't do it. McElwain. <laughs> uh, Jim McElwain is Wario. Okay, I can see yeah. that. I can see that. I can see that. I can't really say I have one lined up in my head either, because like a lot of them kind of like are the same guys like like uh whatever role in this movie would be up for grab like i think luigi would be a good one that could get a lot of potential from these mac coaches like tom arth could be a luigi uh tim lester could be a luigi mike new could be a luigi those are just some guys you're naming those are just yeah but (laughs) they are all guys that i'm just naming off we but we, guys. <laughs> what what else is there to do after week three, you know, other than just like list some guys? Like, what are we going to do? Talk sports at all? No. Screw that. Uh, Caleb, I told you to come here with 10 true or false statements because I was going to do the same for you. And you said, okay. And you have your list. I have my list. We don't know what each other's lists say. But what's going to happen is we're going to go like, me to you to you to me to me you you back we're gonna go back and forth making our statements you're gonna read your statement i'm gonna say true or false and why and when i read my statement you're gonna say true or false or why we're not saying that we agree with these statements either these are just statements about maction and college football at large but caleb i want you to go first what what's uh what's your first statement let's let's get started this I actually was I had a lot uh, 
I came up with a lot in a very short amount of time. And uh, I guess the first question is, given what you've seen from Caleb Elevate, is he your early front runner for Mac Player of the Year? Mac Player of the Year, Caleb Elevate. I mean, yeah. I mean, it definitely helps that we're coming right off of this, that pit win, right? Because that was this past <laughs> weekend. Um, you know, it would have been great to see more numbers out of him at Michigan, too. But that might have been a really good Michigan team that Western Michigan ran into. Yeah. Um, so all can be forgiven there. And plus, like, he's rebounded perfectly fine. Uh, as an offense, he's led the team to be, a you know, a true Mac contender this year. Um, I mean, I would go for Yeah. Yeah, why not? He The performance is there. He's tied for the touchdown lead with a couple of others for five touchdown passes, I think. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's playing to the part right now, too. Just... You know, I'm excited to see how he or others, you know, start to like differentiate themselves from the rest of the pack as the season goes on. Like Justin Hall is the one other name I'll throw out there for consideration for that as like an early favorite. But the production just hasn't been there for him and the production hasn't been there for like a lot of other guys, too. So I'm excited to see other guys try to step up and take that away from LB, even though he hasn't won that yet. But I would say that he is my number one name right now. Okay. Uh, true or false, Caleb? Buffalo's going to win at least three of its next four games. And the next four games on the schedule uh, this weekend, they're at Old Dominion, then they're home against Western, at Kent State, and then home against Ohio. Are they going to win three out of four? It's ODU, Kent State, Western, Ohio. Right. Uh, ODU, Western Kent State, Ohio. Yeah. Um. Yes. I think they're going to win one of Western or Kent State. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I had uh, to pick one of those, like I would go Kent State. But I would also pick Kent State. Mm-hmm. Uh, that said, I think they're fully capable of beating Western. I think the defense is still really good again. I. Uh, I have to think they don't have another performance as terrible offensively as they did against Nebraska because, you know, typically against a Big Ten team, a three-point game, you're like, well, yeah, mm-hmm. they're playing a Big Ten team, but yeah. Nebraska is pretty bad. Yeah, so, but like, and, like, to like Nebraska's credit, it did hold Oklahoma to, like, 23-16 last weekend, so Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma makes things... always Oklahoma always has one of those games early in the season, though. Yeah, yeah, where it'll just like show up in its pajama pants. Yeah, and it's 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 weird, but um, I'm gonna go with yes. I think they are gonna win exactly three of their next four. I think that they probably do beat Kent State. They lose to Western, and that's just just a kind of. If there was something that was like chalk-ish, that would make sense. But I mean, when you think early in the season, I still thought Kent was gonna finish higher. I still think that's definitely a possibility. But uh, for now, I'm going to go with the end. Three out of four. Yep. Holla. Uh, for you, who – what's this? I have to think I have to think of this a certain way. Does Toledo have the best performance or the best-looking performance in a loss so far this year for a MAC team? Oh, best-looking loss so far this year. Uh, and we're referring to like the best loss would be like that the Toledo loss, right? Be- or the the Toledo loss, of course, the to yes. Notre Dame because <laughs> right. 
Man, I went to that Colorado State game. That was trash, dude. I, I, oh my God. Just mentally spaced out during that game just from how bored it was, like just how boring it was. Yeah. I'm going to go with the best looking loss uh, being NIU to Wyoming. That's what I'm going to go with. Okay. So, so right. false. Interesting truth. Um, I think the other one that definitely could look up there is Buffalo's loss to Coastal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Buffalo lost, I believe it was 28 25. Uh, right yeah. coastal team so that's definitely worth worthy of consideration and we will say that uh wyoming absolutely pantsed ball state yeah wyoming's a pretty good team man like yes. generally it's like you know one of those teams where it's like uh there's some low points but it's an okay g5 team way out west and when they're good they're really good yeah. um yeah they're they're pretty solid and like that niu game you know like they were down two maybe three scores and like came back and like swung back and like were leading 43-42 and then NIU or NIU then Wyoming uh swung back and won 50 to 43 in that final drive but you know scoring 43 against that Wyoming team is not easy to do yeah. and so all things and considered where we thought NIU was a while ago like that that's a high scoring shootout loss I wasn't expecting out of NIU sure and Craig Bowl over at Wyoming's coached some good teams, has coached some really good players. Mm-hmm. And I think he's in like, yeah, he's in year six or year six or year seven now. So Wyoming is honestly a really good early season opponent for Mac foes. I'd love to see mm-hmm. just, I love to keep seeing that. I mean, even if it's a bowl game, like I'd love to see them have paired up with Wyoming. I think they, those type of matchups tend to be fun for Mac teams. A little disappointing in what Ball State did against them, but whatever. Ball State's kind of issues that we'll talk about. True or false, Caleb? Western Michigan will keep up the pace on offense. Um, I'm. I mean, the easy answer is yes, but I still think they're in a they're in a time frame where they could lose some football games while still having success. Um. But I'm not going to overthink it. I'm going to go ahead and say yes. I think the offense is still talented enough. They're getting development from, or they've gotten, they've had some development with a couple of receivers. That's gonna, that's making a difference, and uh, that actually. So I'm going to go with a simple yes, and that leads me to my next question for you: Is Corey Crooms the most out of nowhere performer in your book as far as success in the MAC this year? <laughs> okay, hold on. So. We're trying to do this true or false. So, Corey Crooms is the most out of nowhere performer in the MAC this year. Yes or no? True or false? No, false. I mean, if you kind of paid attention to how Corey Crooms was played last year, he was in the role right behind Dwayne Eskridge and was getting the reps when he had to like step off the field and take a breath. You know, he was dominating on two sides, two faces of the game, and Corey Crooms stepped in and he was fine. He was, you know a well-regarded receiver in like 2018 I think it was when he like his signing class was uh and he's someone that you know if you paid attention to western over the years and like try to like look for its next chapters in the depth chart you know Corey Crooms was a name that you kind of had in mind uh so I'm not gonna I I would rather say like the most out of nowhere guy to like even go more specifically of like okay if if not Corey Crooms and who is the most unexpected guy like Ball State's Carson Steele, true freshman running back. I wasn't expecting okay. that to be you know 
you know, that guy to lead that team's rushing room. But here we are with that being the case. Yeah, I think Ball State's in a place where I didn't I wouldn't have been surprised if somebody else picked up the slack in the running back room because Ty Evans hadn't been uh, didn't play at the beginning of the year. And then Will Jones didn't strike me as a feature back. No. So it was like I could see somebody picking up the mantle of being the guy, but I didn't know who the hell it was going to be. So right. that makes sense. True or false, Caleb? False or mm, all right? Well, yeah, I'm going to skip around on my notes. <laughs> True or false, Caleb? Ball State's going to be fine. Uh, true. Ball State is going to be fine, but fine is not making it back to Detroit. They're gonna they're gonna be a winning football team, and it's gonna be a disappointing result when they don't make it back to Detroit. But uh, they're gonna be fine. They're probably gonna win five or six night games, but it's not gonna be enough this year, right? Because I think the winner's gonna have a loss or two. I don't think the winner's gonna be undefeated in the West. Oh God, no, not this no. year. Well, maybe no. not. I really don't think so. But they'll be fine. True. Um. True or false, Matt McDonald is in a position to be the most improved player in the MAC. Oh, in a position. Yeah, yeah, sure, why not? What was his box score last week? Did you see? It was really solid. He's leading the MAC in passing yards and he's completing 71% of his passes. Right Let's now. go with, yeah. Let's, yeah. I mean, I, because the year before that, he completed what, like negative 28% of his throws? Absolutely. <laughs> he, um, I remember, I mean, like, the, the, the South Alabama game, he had 300 passing yards. I was like, good Lord, this guy. We're, we're just sitting here bad-mouthing BG and going, but wouldn't it be fun if they just all of a sudden were kind of good? And <laughs> Mac McDonald's like, yeah, I'm figuring stuff, some stuff out at least. Like, he's not inept. That's nice. And they're doing that after losing, you know, like somebody like Julian Ortega-Jones and uh, – <laughs> I was thinking, like, who the hell are their whiteouts? Right. And you're having guys step up, and that's that's kind of cool to see. So kind of makes things a lot more interesting in the East in a few ways. Well, that runs into the, the next question that I was going to ask now because I got myself out of order. Uh, true or false, Caleb? Bowling Green's getting better. Uh, I'm going to go with a definite true because if you're looking at – Bowling Green and what you maybe expected them to do this year. I could have definitely, I could have easily have seen like the Murray State game being like just a crap show, low scoring, nonsense game, like inefficient numbers. But instead, they played. I mean, South Alabama out. South Alabama is like I think decent. I don't remember how good they are. To be completely honest with you, um, a twenty-two nineteen results fine. You know, a, it. A decent win over Murray State, 27-10. You'd like more points, and, but whatever. Uh, I don't really put much stock in the loss to Tennessee. I really still don't think we'll know a lot about BG after the Minnesota game unless they completely are awful. Um, or maybe they compete with Minnesota. Uh, Miami already has competed against Minnesota. And uh, we'll have a better idea after the first two MAC games against Kent State and Akron, both of which look a little bit more exciting on the calendar now honestly, in terms of maybe throwing the ball around and being exciting. So we're, we're going to go through. The lie detector determined you're telling the truth. Um, 
because I because I'm kind of on the topic of the Mac East, Ohio, true or false, is the most underperforming team in the Mac God. The lie detector determined you're telling the truth. God, man, just so bad. Just so bad. I oh my goodness. Like still can't get over that Duquesne loss. Like that's embarrassing enough. Uh and it's it's just has not yeah. Just just has things have not been good. And they have to go to Northwestern too to close out there. the uh Oh you you're gonna go? That's right, that's right. I'm going. To close out the uh the non conference schedule that, that we love so much. I intend uh, to have had breakfast alcoholic beverages at this point in time oh. when, I, when that game is when the game is going on. Who are you tailgating with? Uh my buddy Brad from college. Oh nice. Tell Brad I said hi. Yes, I would. And just like last week against Louisiana, I forgot who they even played because they played on that Thursday night game on ESPN. Got the ESPN treatment midweek in September. Couldn't have asked for a better situation if you're a true Mac team. And there's no truer Mac school than Ohio. And they stunk it up in the second half and looked pretty lifeless. Um, I'm not excited for any other game involving Ohio the rest of the way this year. Just not. I'm not dialed into it. Let me know when I need to pay attention to him. Sure. Got it. If you need me, I'll be watching Akron. Fair enough. True or false, Caleb? NIU is going to go to a bowl game this year. Uh, that's a false. Um, because looking at where NIU has to go between now and the end of the season, you know, they're sitting with, well, coming up, they've got Maine. So, you know, that should be a win. Um, but so they've got a win over Georgia Tech. They've got a lost Wyoming. They've gotten absolutely stomped by Michigan. Moving forward, you've got Maine, Eastern Michigan, Toledo, uh, Central, Ball State, Kent State, Buffalo, Western. Not particularly forgiving on the east side of the conference when you have uh, Buffalo and uh, – Kent State there in November, late in the season. And I think of those games, NIU probably goes like three and five in the MAC, maybe. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably like a, if you're looking at trying to count victories, you're like, oh, maybe like they should beat BG. Uh, they should beat one of at least. I think they're going to win one game against a team when, they're, when you're like, well, they're not as good as that team, but they're going to beat one of them. So whether that's Toledo, or Ball State, I think, is probably a decent chance. Mm-hmm. And then maybe they steal one. I don't know. They've got Kent State on the schedule. They've got Eastern on the schedule. So um, Eastern, obviously, is probably going to be a, it's going to be a better chance. It's an afternoon game on Saturday. It works out a lot better, I think, than an evening game for some reason. Because I know you – I don't know. If I have – either way. Uh, I think they're probably going three and five in the MAC. So, no. False. They're – not a bowl team. But as far as teams that, you know, actually, you know, let's keep, let's keep it on NIU for a second. Actually, I'm curious what you thought about this. Um, true or false, Harrison Whaley at one point in his career will be considered the best running back in the MAC. Uh, you're hinting at one of my other questions further on on the list. I'm going to have to get, I'm actually going to respond with it next. But uh, at some point, we'll be the number one running back in the Mac. 
That's going to be tough. I'm going to go... I'm going to go with false because he's in the same class as Lou Nichols. And I just think Lou Nichols is better. But is there, do we have a reason for thinking Nichols is better? Well, I mean, I think he's proven more like uh, in his freshman year. So I think he's going to like have that to like still hang on. I think that he's just, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I just like him more. I just like him more than Harrison <laughs> Whaley at this point. Like, I'm, I'm not hating on him because, like, you know, anything. Because, like, I really like the way he's played, like, this year too. He's leading the MAC in rushing right now. Uh, so I mean, I, I'm gonna recognize it. I just think that Lou Nichols, you know, once we finish up this season, you know, I think he'll hold up better. We haven't seen Harrison Whaley hold up over a 12 game season yet. I don't think it's out of the question. I just think that, you know, there's nothing wrong with being RB2 in the conference if that's, you know, the ceiling that I'm going to give him. Mm-hmm. And with that, I, I'm going to skip down to one of my other ones. Uh, true or false, Harrison Whaley will finish as the <laughs> max leading rusher of 2021. Um, I actually think the safe answer is yes, because he's in a position to get more of the carries. I It might be a matter of whether he's healthy or not. I think if he is healthy, he will be the max leading rusher. Um, but guys you're looking at who could be higher, you know, Kevin Marks is sharing carries with Ron Cook uh, and uh, not even just Like, like three guys. Yeah, because um, last week, uh, I'm, who am I forgetting, had uh, I think 15 carries for Buffalo Probably just this past coffee. week. Um, but yeah, no, he is, he's sharing the rock with other guys. Um, so I'm going to go with yes, just because of the, getting the lion's share of the carries and still averaging a decent amount. If he stays healthy, he's going to be good. Uh, the team that I think the person that actually might end up being the closest could end up actually being Marquez Cooper. Um, he's not a guy that you're going to give as many carries as some of the top guys in the conference, but he's going to continue to gash defenses and be a part of the explosive offense. So, I mean, I say this now and he might end up being like seventh or eighth in the conference and it wouldn't be completely shocking, um, but it also would surprise me if he's second or third in the conference. So uh, otherwise either Nichols or Ladarius Jefferson probably has to be up there. But yeah, I, I do think realistically and looking at the way the offense is run, Harrison Whaley, true, will be the max leading rusher this year. Mm-hmm. Talking up, let's kind of switch over a little bit for this, the one this, this next question. Uh, and it's, it's Kent State will keep up the turnovers. Are you kind of aware of what they're doing so far in turnovers? Uh, what is the margin looking like? I actually don't know. So, you know, they turned over Texas A&M, I believe it was... Six times. Six times. They've got... Two different players with three interceptions, and Hines, and uh, oh, I'm blanking on the other fellow's name. Elvis Hines and Montre Miller both have three interceptions. Miller's forced a fumble. Uh, Nico Bolden has an interception for Kent, and Khalid Johns has an interception for Kent. Okay. So they're turning. They're getting teams turn the ball over. They've got. Uh, Mandela Lawrence 
Burke also forced turnover. Yeah, so, so they're multiple, turning teams. Multiple over. guys making multiple plays. Yes, and and I think and just to add on to that, quick, real quick, uh, I remember saying that if Kent State is going to do one thing defensively well, hopefully it's turning teams over. Yeah. So can they keep this up? Kent State will keep this up turnover wise. Uh, I mean, I don't think it's out of the question, and like especially out of like the lower you know group in the MAC. Like when it comes to facing Bowling Green, when it comes to facing Akron, when it comes to facing Ohio, now yeah, I could see them like winning the turnover battle there. Um, but a team like against teams like Buffalo, against teams like Miami, who are usually better about securing the ball, um, I kind of worry like how much they'll be able to do that. But I mean, I don't think like. Yeah, I, I think the potential for it at least is still there. I think that they'll be able to like capitalize on a lot, a lot more opportunities defensively this year, as they've like already shown, obviously, um, than they might have been able to show last year. You know, last year, like they, you know, you pick the turnovers because it was like that run defense was so bad. I can't, mm-hmm. can't, just like assume it'll be like any, you know, any better like that. Sure. So, so yeah, like hopefully, like the turnovers, you know, will be a continuing factor for Kent State's defense. That'd be really nice to see. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Drew. I'll be nice. Uh, I'm gonna be not nice though with this next question, and it's still, and we're gonna keep it Kent State related. True or false? Uh, Sean Lewis. He will have spent at least six seasons at Kent State before he takes another job. He's in year four right now. I'm going to go with false because I think really all it takes for someone his age, his pedigree of what he's done at Kent State, and, you know, a chance at a school to get another job. And I don't know that he – I mean, he doesn't – I mean, he, he's not specifically tied, I don't think, to this program anymore than somebody else would be, right? Like, he went to Wisconsin – uh, he is a Midwest guy, but yeah, he's from Chicago. Yeah, so I don't really think there's a reason to believe. And, and, and I remember people were bringing his name up around the Illinois thing, but that was more Mac people than anything. I don't think there's a reason to believe he wants out right now. But all it's going to take is one good season, and you know they figure it out. It could be this year. Maybe they win the Mac title this year. They make a run. Maybe you know the recruiting classes keep coming in, and, and in a year or two. They just put together another stunning season. There's he can leave, and so falls. He will not last six seasons as the Kent State head coach. Mm-hmm. And now I've got to take a little targeted approach at Mr. Alvarado here. Alex, will Eastern Michigan figure it out on offense? No. Next. <laughs> true I mean, or false okay eastern the, michigan will figure it out on the on i didn't want no I, I didn't watch the umass game i was at toledo but also watching umass games are kind of like on like flowsports.com i don't know what that is still i don't even i think that's like a like the bishop sycamore of streaming <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna believe that that's a thing that really exists i don't I'm not going to buy your screen capsules. It's all been edited. I've seen the internet before. You can't deep fake me on the Mac football. Don't even try it when it comes to Eastern Michigan UMass. Good try. Uh, and it looked like the box score that it read, if it's, I haven't seen a government seal on it, so I don't know if that's honest either. And even if it had a government seal, I mean, pfft, I'm not believing that shit. 
looked like Eastern figured things out on offense a little bit, but if it did, then you would hope that they're playing UMass like nine more times this year, which is not <laughs> going to be the case. So I'm going to go with like uh, uh, the nicest way of saying TBD is false. So I'm going to go with yeah. that. Uh, which one did I have I jumped around on a couple I think I did uh, this is going to be a quick and easy one true or false Ohio's going to go 0-12 this year false just because it's really I mean as bad as Ohio appears to be it's really hard to lose every game in the MAC in a full season unless you are god awful with no talent Ohio has talent they're not any more talented than any half of the teams in the league, but they have enough talented guys. They'll find a way to win probably two or three Mac games. This, the foundation is still there enough that I feel like you'd have to drop off even worse after a year like this before we'd see like the bottom fallout of Ohio. I don't think the bottom is falling out completely this year. I'm also not ruling it out for the future under the current uh, uh, leadership. So Things could change mentally if Ohio goes into Northwestern and plays a good game. Who knows? Um, but false, not going. Okay. I think the only thing I'll add is that we've seen better Ohio teams lose to uh, maybe worse Akron teams. Sure, but those Ohio teams usually win five or six conference games. So they're going to still win a few games. It's just they're not going to be good, and we know that. I believe this is my last question, right? Uh, I think I got two more. Oh, okay. Well, this is the the one I've got here. One I do want to hear your thought on is, despite its losses, Buffalo will have the best defense in the MAC this year. True or false? Ooh. See, oh, God, man. I'm so scared to say, like, yeah, because just (laughs) just because of how everything went. But they returned so many good, talented guys on that defense anyways. Uh, I'm sure that they're being told to just like pin their earbacks and just, you know, be athletes and make plays as you see fit as much as possible. We trust you. We have no choice but to trust you. And you're doing a good job anyway. So, yeah, let's go with yes. Buffalo could probably be the best defense in the MAC at, at the end of the year. Uh, I don't 100% believe it, but you know what? Yeah, they got a shot. True. Who do you think? Who do you think's the next closest right now? Uh, I mean, Toledo's pretty been pretty good. Yeah, I'll give him, I'll give him yeah. credit. Like uh, Nate Bauer's been playing out of his mind, and that defensive line, like for as disappointing as the whole team has been, that defensive line has like lived up to the hype that I've given them so far, and has like made plays in the backfield, sideline to sideline. That Judge Culpepper kid is like really good. Um, so I, yeah, like I really love that defensive line. Yeah, it's 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 this team is is <clears throat> confounding to do what they did in South Bend and then to you know stink up the joint against a poorly coached Colorado, Colorado State, State team. Of yeah, all a people? poorly coached Colorado State team. Oh my goodness. Like, bad. Really bad. Uh yeah, I I just I still do have two questions on my sheet, so I don't I don't know what's going on. So I'm just going to ask <laughs> I'm going to ask one of them and see if we're going to get to the other one after it and see how, see how we feel. Uh, true or false, when they both retire, Jim McElwain 
will finish with more MAC titles won in his coaching career than Tim Lester. True. Jim McElwain, I think, stands a very good chance of winning one this year. And even if he finishes with one, that's still probably stands to have a chance of being more than Lester wins. I think things are going to set up that he that Lester could win one this year, yeah. and maybe maybe McElwain wins one next year. I think the most likely scenario is that McElwain stay is at Central Michigan at most like two or three more years. It could very easily win one in that time. Right. And I think the most Tim Lester will win as the Western Michigan coach is one. I mean, this this is like, this is a really good year for him to do it too. Yeah, it is. And I think there's, I think that if I had to reorient my thinking right now, I'd say that Western's the favorite while Central's the team I really like. So I do think that McIlwain will finish with more Mac titles in his career. True. True. Uh, and well, here you want me to add this other one? Go for it. So, BG will not finish last in the Mac East. Uh, true, they will not because Ohio is going to go over 12. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to do that to you, man. They, they've shown, <laughs> hey, man, Bowling Green's shown way more improvement than Ohio has. Who do you think's got the worst points for points against in the conference this year? It's funny because one team has a larger points for points against total, but as far but one is like a percentage of its points. Like, I don't feel like doing the math in my head. You you tell me. So Ohio's the worst in terms of like they've been doubled up more than doubled up this year mm-hmm. in points for points against, but NIU's the worst in terms of. Uh, spread oh, between total. points. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because, so, because of that Michigan game. Yeah. So NIU has given up 134 points and scored 75. Ohio, <laughs> scored, yeah. Ohio has scored 49 and surrendered 106. Ohio has the fewest amount of points in the MAC this year. And Northern Illinois has surrendered the most in the MAC this year. And I will, one more thing, quick thing to add. Uh, if you look back through Northern Illinois, uh, Nick Burzich pointed this out, and I tend to see a lot of things on Twitter because of him, because he's always tweeting about Northern Illinois football. Uh, he made a good point of just how consistently below par Northern Illinois' defense has been in the hammock era. And you're in year three of the rebuild, and there's no indication the defense is getting any better. Mm-hmm. The offense sure as shit is. But and that's with like Rocky Lombardi being a bit iffy so far. But the defense is bad. Yeah. Even with talented players, they're bad. So I think you're looking at yeah, Ohio could finish last in the East. I think it's probably gonna it could end up being between Bowling Green and Ohio and Akron stands a chance of being there, but I think Akron under Arth is taking really good steps. Mm-hmm. And uh in the West, I don't really think there's much reason for anyone other than Eastern or Northern to be there. Uh, one word on Akron really quickly, because uh, we haven't talked about them at all until you just brought them up, really. 
Um, well, I mean a little bit in the terms of this year. But sure. that DJ Irons kid, pretty fun. Pretty fun Real to watch. Good. I haven't watched too much of him. I only saw like probably cumulative two and a half minutes maybe against Bryant uh, and saw him in the box scores like doing pretty well even against Auburn. So, uh, you know, I'm pretty excited to watch him. He's got a nice skill set. Uh, does 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 a bunch of different things and isn't afraid to, you know, give it his all for Akron. Yeah, so I mean, I I want to watch Akron. Like they are doing things that are exciting. So, uh, speaking of doing things that are exciting, here's the last question: True or false, Caleb? Toledo will win a MAC title sometime this decade. I mean, true, just because we're still well, looking at a team. You're telling the truth. <laughs> okay, right. You're looking at a team that still is talented every year, and it's not out of the question they can win one this year. And unless they make a monumentally bad hire, they're going to continue to be in a good place. Facilities-wise, culture-wise, you know, recruiting-wise, they have to really F up to fall off and so yeah true the likelihood is they're just as likely as any of central western you know why not and boom goes the dynamite 